The Staggering Dragon presents Guardians of the Wills, a Star Wars podcast. And now here are your hosts, Neil and Dustin. Hey everybody, I'm Dustin. And I'm Neil, and welcome to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. So today, before we get to our latest episode of The Mandalorian, let's hear from Dustin for our featured podcast of the episode. And that podcast is Eberron Renewed, a D&D actual play podcast. This podcast is focused on long-form storytelling and character development set in the Eberron D&D game setting. Check out their latest episode, Night at the Gala, Chapter 4. Reynard finds himself in a disastrous situation. Milo and Ares try to make a break for it, and Sigil just wants to start a magical car. But can each of them finish their part of the job before Primo Fit discovers them? Primo Fit? Primo Fit. Primo I don't know. Tomato, awesome. tomato. <laughs> you can find this and many other great podcasts at d20radio.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our cantina talk. We wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Pull up a stool and grab a glass of blue milk. It's time for Cantina Talk. Lots of times we concentrate on Star Wars for this. Well, we're still kind of concentrating on Star Wars because our Cantina Talk is we're going to again talk about ourselves. Um, and yeah. Over on our, <laughs> yes, over on our other podcast, Stagger and Dragon, where we, we play tabletop rpgs and record them because we're cool that way <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting ready to start releasing our next adventure which is called a new fear and is a star wars based one that if you've listened to this before may sound familiar that's right we had this originally on the guardians of the wills feed um when i went and reorganized everything a few weeks ago i didn't leave it on there because we were going to re-release it on the staggering dragon podcast so that's going to be coming up here probably early December-ish. It'll be uh, part one of six parts through our Star Wars Fantasy Flight Games role-playing game adventure, A New Fear. Well, that's great. And listen to it because it's awesome because we're awesome. <laughs> I assume. Okay. Well, now we're on to what we all came here to do. Yes. And rewatch chapter twelve. Well, rewatch for us. We assume you're rewatching it too. Otherwise, that'd be weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, let's jump into our prime focus. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> time for this episode's Prime Focus. Okay, 
I'm going to hit play. You tell me when to hit play. In three, two, one, play. I hit play. I did too. Spinning. Oh, now I see Disney's logo. Okay, so here we go. Recap City, so we can see that Blue Guy is still in the galaxy. <laughs> Horatio Sands is still, he still exists in uh, the Star Wars galaxy. He sure does. I haven't watched um, Jimmy Fallon enough to know if Horatio Sands has been a guest on Jimmy Fallon since his debut on The Mandalorian. I couldn't tell you. That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Do you think if he is, he just comes out in that costume? <laughs> I would. Would too. And demand that my humidity vest be filled? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. So we get uh, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, a.k.a. Uh, directing this episode. Apollo Creed a.k.a. Carl Weathers. His real name is Apollo Creed. <laughs> yes, he did direct this episode, and uh, by God, he did a good job. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, without looking it up, which would be the right thing to do, has he directed? Is he a, is he a director? I'm sure he probably directed something. A car commercial, maybe, or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> local car commercials <laughs> in central Ohio <laughs> I assume <laughs> I'm going to look it up because that's what you should do I suppose so this is where we get uh, Oh, there's some very familiar sounds going on in the background that sound like Millennium Falcon breaking down Star oh. Wars sound effects he directed 8 episodes of Silk Stockings remember that show? Never never watched it. It was on USA, or at least it was when I watched it. It was very I, sexual. I never watched it. They were solving crimes and being sexy. <laughs> yeah, he's done some directing. A lot of TV shows and such. So this isn't his first, uh, his first go his, around with directing. Not his first rodeo, but maybe the first time. For Star Wars, anyway. I love this. I love this part. I do too. <laughs> because he's he's just so confused as to what he's asking him to do. <laughs> and it is very much like trying to tell a three-year-old. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Just anything. <laughs> His poor ship just limping around. What would he have done if he didn't have Baby Yoda to crawl in there and electrocute that thing? I don't know. They drinking bone broth there? Is that what Baby Yoda prefers? Bone broth? Well, when he can't get his hands on real sustenance. Delicious eggs. So I like that when he lifts his uh, helmet a little bit to drink that. It's like child kind of tries to even almost look up there and look at him a little bit <laughs> i kind of like that it does make you wonder so has he even also never seen him without his helmet at this point that's Probably a good question hasn't. that's a but good question 
does make me wonder. Okay, so we're uh, we're back on Navarro. Mm-hmm. And squirrels are food. We get the, some more classic Star Wars species going on here. The, these are the uh, how the, again another tomato tomato, aqualish or aqualish, however you want to put your emphasis on that syllable. Yeah, I always said aqualish in my head. Aqualish, aqualish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Walrus which people, means, which means we're clearly both right. <laughs> and this is a really good introduction for her for this season. Makes me really, really happy. So they call her the Marshal, uh, which harkens back to a few episodes ago, the Marshal. And they're really hammering home this idea of a Marshal in Star Wars. They sure are. <laughs> Each world having its own. Which is, of course, as it should be. But Cara Dune's just mopping, mopping up on these guys. She does. And like we've said it multiple times on this show now, but she's really good at the whole action part of everything. So let's talk happy. about this now. Gina, Gina Carano? Carano? Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. So she's had some... Uh, bad social media buzz. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that until after I watched this episode. Yeah, so touch. it kind of spoiled things for me personally because you know, when you see her now, or for me anyway, when I see her now, that's all I can think about. I can't, I can't separate the two. I have a problem doing that, but so what was she doing on social media that was getting people all riled up? She kind of... Uh, how do I put this? She refused to recognize uh, transgender people. Oh. And, re and, and made fun of the different pronouns that, you oh. know, people like to be referred by, depending on, you know, how you'd like to right. be called. Yeah. And oh. she she kind of poked fun at it and didn't really didn't settle well. It wasn't a very nice thing to do. No. no in the age of no. trying to accept everybody for who they are. Yeah. Well, and yeah, just let it be. Relax. Why would that be where you were going to make your stand? Yeah. I I th I think about that a lot. Like this is the cross that you're going to bear. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the hill I wanted to die on. Uh, isn't that kind of what J.K. Rowling was catching a lot of? It was something flack like for? that. Yeah. I never really understood that either. Then I always see references to things like that, and then I've seen references to her too. But then it was like I got so far behind and never knowing what's going on. I, no one, and then no one ever really says, "Well, this is what this is what the deal was." They just, I don't know. That's yeah. a whole other complaint, though. So, did you see how Mando and Apollo Creed embraced? I sure did. Because I wanted them, I wanted them to embrace a different way, like <laughs> fist together 
and biceps bulging to where you could see the steroids, <laughs> steroids popping out of their pumping veins. through their veins. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But then he'd have to take his sleeve off. We can't do and that. I'm, I'm also assuming that the next episode, Carl Weathers directs, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in that episode. He he will be. <laughs> He'll be a Gamorrean guard or fighting like at the beginning of the first one. So the town here in Navarro is clearly a lot more colorful than it was the last time we saw it. It is. And I think that's kind of neat. And he, and he, uh, grief just pointed out again, you know, Marshall Dune and all that stuff. That is kind of interesting because it makes you, you were, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but the whole Marshall thing. And at this time in the galaxy, how powerful could somebody in her position become? I wonder. You know what I Very mean? Very powerful. To yeah. Be be a void somewhere, and I'm not saying she has aspirations to take over the entire planet or anything, but boy, people would be looking for leadership, and strong-armed leadership sometimes makes people happy. Not that she would use it nefariously or anything like that. Right. So all these children look to be about the same age, which I'm not a very good judge on age, so they're whatever age children are <laughs> that look like that. But then right. also, then they just throw the child in there who's like a toddler. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Have fun in the school, bud. <laughs> so this is... Uh where we established that Girl Scout cookies are canon in Star Wars. They sure are. <laughs> Those things look good. Space macaroons. <laughs> I do kind of like if you hear the protocol droid talking, like what it's actually teaching the kids, like the Heidi and Way, mm -hmm. and like all the different... Uh, routes through the galaxy. I thought that was pretty cool. And if you listen, because I've watched this episode too many times already, <laughs> but it starts talking about the the maelstrom. And I was wondering if they were talking about around Kessel from Solo. From Solo? I bet they are. I thought that was pretty cool. So, this part's, I mean, it's cute and all that stuff, but it shows him the fact that he's, I mean, he's recognizing what he's doing. It's not like something weird. He's reaching over there to get the cookies from him. Do you think that he's been working on stuff like that when he when they're flying around, or just I I don't know. That's a good question. I I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. But. I wouldn't either. Or is it just like, well, I need to use this now, so I'm gonna go ahead and. Yeah, I think it's more like a natural instinct kind of thing. Probably so. And I don't know if you noticed, but Grief Karga, his shipments of Just for Men stopped coming to Navarro <laughs> because that that beard I don't think was white in the first season. I don't I don't think it was either. <laughs> Fighting a moffle, age you. <laughs> and I'm sure a, a lot of people probably don't like Horatio Sanz's character because I've heard some rumblings on the internet that some people don't like it. I think he's awesome. I, I think, think he's, he's great. funny and I think he fits and I don't you think too. it's, it's too over the top or anything. I, th I don't either. I thought it was a pretty good job. 
because I haven't I haven't read as much about this episode as I have other ones or other people's opinions, and I hadn't seen that yet. But I like it. He adds enough humor to it. But again, they never go over the top with humor in this show. It always seems like it's just about the right amount. Yeah, and I think he plays into that well. And I also it made me wonder when I was watching this. He's three hundred years to pay back grief, Karga. And I always wonder, <laughs> and it makes me wonder, because they don't ever just say it, is he going to live? Is he going to live for 300 years to pay that back? Or is it just is it just essentially like, you know what I mean? Because you don't ever really right. know what, how age works yeah. in Star Wars. So I really, I kept wondering, I wonder if he, can he actually work for 300 years? Or does he live to be or, 80 or 85 and yeah. he's just dead, still owing 200 years? Kind of like on, on Earth. When you get like yeah. a double life sentence or something like that. <laughs> the locations in this show, because even though they seem to go to fairly barren planets quite a lot in this show, they still always feel unique. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I mean, we've been to Tatooine multiple times. It feels unique. Navarro feels unique. This canyon they're going through. First of all, it looks cool. I dare say these locations in this TV show feel more like Star Wars than the sequel trilogy locations did. I thought the sequel uh, trilogy locations looked way too much like like just commonplace. Commonplace, yep. I would agree with that. And I will never not think exploring seemingly empty empire bases or buildings of any sort of... I think that's always going to be cool, and none of us are, are surprised when they aren't empty. I mean, there's no <laughs> right. doubt about that, but yeah, it's still so cool because it goes back to the whole... How powerful could Cara Dune become being a marshal in this kind of power vacuum that they have? Right. How much of the Empire is still left out there doing stuff? And we've talked about that before on here. Like, where does Moff Gideon rank and all that stuff? Does he kind of have his own sector? How high up is he in the Empire and all that? And I think, you know, that's kind of a thing in Legends, too. Moffs and their yeah. power struggles. Right. Yeah, they were kind of left to be... Uh, some of them were just like warlords of their mm -hmm. territories. Ah. And... <laughs> another episode, as you pointed out before, where the stormtroopers are clean again. Yeah, that's kind of weird, huh? It still, still, oh, I can't talk. It still does make you wonder when we first see him in that first season. Were those still really stormtroopers, or were those? Did they were they just ex stormtroopers that had the armor? You, you know what I mean? Hired guns at that point. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they were just hired guns that found stormtrooper armor or something like mm -hmm. that, or still just had it from when they were stormtroopers and had defected. Darn right it is. When I first saw this episode, 
you know, and they took off on this little adventure to this Imperial base. I was like, okay, here we go with another, well, I need this. Well, if I'm going to help you, I need you to help me do this. Yep. And I was kind of like, okay, I'll buy into this one more time. But then I was, I was over the top, uh, thrilled about what ends up happening. I, uh, yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and I was the same way. And we talked about it before on this show. And then, you know, outside of the show too, that that's what we assumed this episode would be too. Any, yeah. Even before we saw it, because it would kind of fit in with everything. But then at the same time, you start thinking, you know, <laughs> There's going to be some filler episodes, but I guess there is only eight episodes, and depending on what all they have left to do, maybe mm-hmm. they maybe they won't have really any filler episodes left. I don't know. I really I want to say the design of this Imperial base. I love it because it's like you know a lot of Death Star looking yes uh, stuff in the background, but at the same time, like you know, you and I have played the Star Wars role playing game for years now. And, like, you know, looking through all the source books and all that stuff and, like, things you have in your head of what you think, uh, like, a little Imperial base would look like. Yeah. This is exactly that. It is. (laughs) So, of course, this part is very humorous. Oh, I laughed out loud. I did, too. And I think it's great that they actually made the comment about the <laughs> guardrail. <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, that's awesome. It's such a running joke <laughs> outside of Star Wars looking in that they're just nowhere. He's not nearly as agile as Obi-Wan was in the first Death Star <laughs> no. doing the same thing. Not nearly as confident, is he? <laughs> and you'd think his Vest would really be dehumidifying <laughs> with all that lava below him. <laughs> Things I think about watching this is uh, like fodder for role-playing game adventures. Like if you're going into an Imperial installation, like how are you going to take it out? Well... We're going to turn off the cooling system so the lava melts it, basically. you got ten minutes to get out of there. you Go. got to get out of here now. <laughs> and uh, here comes the infamous uh, jeans guy scene. Yes. Coming up. Right when they pop <laughs> in the doorway here, jeans guy is going to be the left. And there he is. There he is. <laughs> Just standing there, waiting to be seen. <laughs> They're lucky he didn't pop out. Get him. <laughs> See, he had the drop on him. So here's the bombshell of yes, the episode. This, yes. This is when I went just, like, I mean, my mind just started racing. So did mine. Because we're what we're gathering out of this episode is, is this the beginning of bringing Palpatine back? Is yeah. this how Snoke 
ended up was getting created. Like all of these things start popping into your head and you're like, oh my God. Now we're going to see the recording, which yeah. was a big deal. Oh yeah. Is a big deal. And the biggest thing, you know, I think we talked about it almost immediately afterwards, but he does bring up M count, which we yes. all know means midichlorian. But do you, I don't know how to word it, but we know it means midichlorian. Most people watching it know it means midichlorian, midichlorians, whatever. But I kind of wonder, do you think they're trying to keep people in the dark? Oh, what's he mean by M count? Or do you think they're not saying midichlorian because they don't want people to have an adverse reaction to them saying midichlorian since that was such a hot button topic? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, w I would assume that. <laughs> they kinda, probably didn't want to say the actual I, words. Yeah, I kind of wondered that too, which I don't know. Part of it. You can like it, you can not like it, but yes, yeah, so he's talking about taking some of the child's blood uh, to do the tests and all that stuff, and you know, they need more, and yada, yada, yada to continue with the tests, and then you're kind of wondering, well, what are the tests going to be? So, when I first saw it last year, I thought that them taking the child's blood was going to have to do with the force, as most people did, but I really thought that it was going to at its lowest level, be trying to understand what the force is, maybe, and at its highest level, trying to infuse Moff Gideon with the force. Yeah. Not sure I feel that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. There, there's a couple things about it. Um, one of the things is I will bring up that... Uh, my buddy Chris brought this up in the first season, and I kind of poo-pooed his idea away. I was like, that's not going to happen. But now I I called him the other day, and I was like, hey, you remember when you said this? I think you might be right now. You were right. <laughs> but uh, he was talking about the Reborn, which is an old Legends. Uh, it might have actually started out through one of the old video games, but... Um, it's basically the idea of infusing soldiers with the force, like basically injecting them with the force so that you have mm -hmm. this army of like forced soldiers. That might have been Dark Empire. Is that so is that the uh, first Kyle Katarn game? Oh, uh Dark Forces. Dark Forces, yeah. Yeah. Might have been that. Where they do the reborn thing. Yeah, and there's some more more stuff coming from Dark Forces at the end of this episode. Sure is. <laughs> I'm not sure about that part on the Reborn, but that does seem like that was Dark Forces. I don't know. I never actually played the game, so I shouldn't say that. I think, you, I think you're right. I think that's where it originated from. But yeah, so we're kind of getting to that point where we're talking about using it for Moff Gideon and not really going down that road anymore of... Nice boy thinking something different now. I kind of do too. And you start thinking of bigger things like like Palpatine and Snoke. Palpatine and Snoke and it does make you wonder then because when we first ever saw Moff Gideon, I just sort of thought 
I kind of I thought about Legends Moths after the Empire was taken down and they were sort of independent. But now part of me kind of wonders if maybe Moff Gideon is straight working with the Emperor or whatever the Emperor is at this point. Right. Right. So the uh, the action sequences in this oh episode. Oh Glued. This is this is a movie. I mean, this is, is movie quality stuff going on. Yeah, you wouldn't not think twice about this being on a giant screen. Going back to Carl Weathers directing the episode, I mean, I don't know how much he had a hand in these shots and the stuff like that, scenes. but yeah. oh my god, it is top notch. It is. And, uh, the, are they scout troopers that come out on the oh, yeah. speeder bikes? I love this. And I also love the yeah. fact I can't so we just see the two of them crash and you know probably not survive. Does do you think what is your take on that? Because I have a I have a thought on that. What what's your My what's your thought? thought? Is, when I first saw it I thought oh were they just trying to be kind of funny oh haha ha, the stormtroopers banged in each other or is it just more showing because the scout troopers are are definitely a threat to them mm -hmm. if they're actually scout troopers. I think they are. Yeah. But then I started thinking about, you know, that them flying down there off that cliff to go down there, more than anything, just showed how dangerous their line of work is than made me think that they were in, oh, look at those two dummies crashed into each other. I guess. <laughs> right. It's kind of what right. I thought anyway. So at first I was like, ah, oh, idiots crashed. I started thinking, boy, or maybe it's just that dangerous and that just yeah. kind of what they have to do. Yeah. Because they do. They are pretty cool in this. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely one of those things where I would not be upset to see a Republic Commando. Oh, my gosh. Series with clones, you know, which I know these aren't clones anymore in here, but. Yeah. That'd be fun. Well, actually, aren't we supposed to get a Bad Batch? Yeah, Bad Batch is uh, in yeah. the works. That will probably scratch that itch, <laughs> would be my guess. And we get to see more of these TIE Fighters with the folding wings. That made me really right. happy. Right. All I think about in these sequences anymore is how this is uh, portrayed through a role-playing game. <laughs> because... Because I the you know, when when he shoots the first TIE fighter down and it ends up, you know, crashing on top mm -hmm. of their uh little transport. Mm -hmm. He he succeeded but he rolled a despair. He sure did. <laughs> Got her done. But God never get tired of hearing the TIE Fighter sound. Oh yeah. This is everything that, like, growing up and you played with these toys as a kid and imagined all this stuff, like... Yes, just exactly like this. All those all those guys that grew up doing the same thing, like, are in this position now where they can make these TV shows like this, and it's just... Oh, man. 
Fantastic. <laughs> this episode is just going to be a recreation of something I did when I was eight. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It'll it'll still only look half as good as it did in my brain. Ah. <laughs> uh, but it is this whole because this episode, once the action, I mean, you know, they kind of sneak into the base and whatever, but boy, once the action starts, it's action to the end. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And man, it is good. And like you said, it, the quality doesn't ever drop off, doesn't ever suddenly look like anything, but it's clearly they went to some barren area of the world and filmed some TIE fighters chasing this hovercraft. <laughs> So now that so Mando shows up in the Razor Crest and starts starts doing some shooting as right. Baby Yoda eats his macaroons, <laughs> yeah. And I find it interesting because he showed now his ship was struggling already when he saw the Tie Fighters. I think weren't wasn't it already damaged at that point? Not the Tie Fighters, but the X Wings. Yeah. Yes, because well, it was or was it not damaged? He just couldn't go to light speed. Because of her eggs would die or something. That's what it was. That's what it was. So I guess it wasn't damaged yet, but he didn't show any willingness to attack the X-Wings. And with the TIE Fighters, I mean, he's just taking them out. And I don't mean that. <laughs> I'm not even... That's not necessarily a commentary on good versus evil or, you know, clearly he's 100% a good guy because he's going to go after the bad guys. But I kind of took it in that episode as he didn't want to go after the X-Wings because he knew he'd lose I guess and he doesn't seem to have that fear now right. and I wonder if that was really the case or me just being wrong about him not wanting to go against the X-Wings because he knew he'd lose and it was just more like he didn't want to because I don't know didn't want the New Republic to be after him maybe because now I sort of want to see him have to fight an X-Wing <laughs> Poor Yoda, baby Yoda, thrown up on himself. He got what he needed, and off he goes. The poor guy no. doesn't get to do anything but run around. The outer rim, not talking to anybody. Important. Now, did we know before this episode? I don't think so. We didn't know before this episode that she was from Alderaan, did we? I think she mentioned it in season one. Okay. I, I I think she mentioned it when she was talking to Mando on that forest planet. Where they had to stop the walker? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I couldn't remember. When she said it, I was trying to figure out, am I supposed to be surprised or should I have already known that? I couldn't remember for the life of me. It does sure still make me kind of want to harken back to thinking it would be cool to see what she was doing during the war. 
Right. I'm not adjoining here. There's something going on out here. See, we could really use you because I need to retire. I'm 68 years old. He's he's following in the uh, the the fitness program that Jack Porkins was <laughs> part of. Uh, hey, that that he started. Yeah. Founded that program. <laughs> That's he the might. same fitness program I'm in, though. So, yeah, much. <laughs> this is such a stupid question. I'm from Old Run. Oh, did you lose anyone? <laughs> no, they were all all on vacation. No, they. Yeah, they all lived. Imagine that. <laughs> clung, clung to a rock. <laughs> uh Whoa, cause no, what they the, all died, you a-hole. This <laughs> <laughs> is like the best case scenario. Been, well, no, I didn't lose anyone because they had already all been murdered before the planet blew up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff's weird, but it's fine. So what is that thing he left her? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Was it like a, his own medal? Was it his business? Is that what business cards look like? Uh, yeah. Is it some kind of comm link to get in touch with him or something? I don't know. I I wondered that too. Maybe, you know, like if you go on an airplane and the pilot will give you the little pin if you're a kid, maybe <laughs> they carry those around and that's what theirs look like. And so he was like, there you go. So, if my mind hadn't already been blown enough, here comes, Get here ready. comes the final few minutes of the episode. I will never tire of seeing Imperial officers. I love the uniforms. They're so crisp. Yeah. God, he just stands in this room, staring at these things. These troopers that look dark. They do look dark and trooperish. <laughs> They will be ready. So it's just all sorts of questions. <sighs> yeah. So I mean, those are, those sure look like dark troopers to me. They sure do. Again, from dark forces. Yeah. And now the, man, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> so is he trying to make clones with, the force in them and also android style dark troopers or is this are these dark troopers because weren't the dark troopers androids yeah i i think the two things are separate i do too and i think that makes it even cooler so the thing that popped into my mind the first time i saw this was well if mandalorian's going to find ahsoka and if he's going to that planet next, and let's say he finds Ahsoka in the next episode, because I think you pointed out to me Dave Filoni is supposed to direct that's, the next episode. That's the way I understand it. So are we going to see Ahsoka and these dark troopers in a fight? I hope because, so. Because, holy crap. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, there's so much, there's so many things. I remember the morning after I watched this, I was 
furiously texting you all yeah. of these thoughts that were running through my head because I just I couldn't stop thinking about all the potential for <sighs> what may or may not happen now. I know it's nuts, and to think because whenever it first came around that Ahsoka was going to be in this season, I think most of us just sort of thought, okay, it'll be like a tail end or a brief thing, but yeah. I'm really kind of wondering if we're right that it's this coming week. If since it's Dave Filoni's supposedly this is Dave Filoni's episode and the only episode he directed, from what I've read, if all that's true, you would think that that'd be the time they'd show her. Would yeah. be when he was doing because I've also under, the way I understood it, he wrote and directed the episode. Mm. Not saying he couldn't. Not saying she has to be in this one because he could have written the part where she does show up whenever that is. But it sure does seem like it makes sense. Yeah. And it sure does seem like if he's trying to get to um, Corvus, now his ship is in the best condition it's been in, even if right. it does have a tracking thing on it. So I was I was talking to one of my buddies about this today. Um, he's he's going to find Ahsoka mm-hmm. that's been established. Uh, we know through Rebels, the very end of Rebels, end of, which yeah. I cried like a little girl uh, it's rough <laughs> ahsoka and sabine are together and they're going and they're going to find ezra ezra yeah yes who got movie. who got sucked out into the nether with thrawn right so let's think about all the potential for what, what? could happen yeah in Star Wars live action TV series on Disney Plus. This may not necessarily yeah. be on the Mandalorian. It might be something different, but we're it's talking like Thrawn, Ezra, Ahsoka, Sabine. Bean. I mean, come on. Are you serious? And we know a lot of time, or not a lot of time, because let's see. I, don't, I still don't really... So, I mean, we know this is after Return of the Jedi, and it was after Return of the Jedi when Ahsoka and Sabine were setting out to search for Ezra. Yep. I mean, because, you know, they had that time skip. So, I mean, it's very possible they're still in the middle of searching together for yeah. him. Or they've already found him. Or, I don't know. Got it. Yeah, Just for nuts. all we know, when he finds Ahsoka, Sabine's there with him. Or yeah. Sabine and Ezra are both there. I mean, who knows? And is... If that if that's the case, let's just say hypothetically that is going to happen. Is Moff Gideon answering to somebody by the name of Thrawn that is we he? haven't that we don't know about yet? And so is is what John Favreau and Dave Filoni doing better than Episode Seven, Eight, Nine? Are no, they no, that's circumventing? Are they circumventing Disney's uh, plot line that they? so poorly created for the sequel trilogy and are they going back and putting all these pieces back into place for people like you and me that love legends so much for us to embrace this because now theoretically Thrawn is in the timeline that he was in in Legends sure enough he sure is <laughs> oh it's just I <laughs> I can't handle it, but, <laughs> well, I do know one thing. We're going to have to rate this episode, and last yes. week, I said, yeah. I just cannot imagine I'm going to give <laughs> the next episode a five. Yeah, you did. And I am right, because this gets a six. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
there's so much stuff in there. I'm gonna cut off all the limbs and then hunt down their next of kin and cut off another limb. <laughs> yeah, this is why this is why I don't like giving fives to I things know. I agree. because. Now I'm like, well, this episode was way better than the last one, and I gave the last one a five. What I am I know. supposed to do now? So, yeah, i definitely still giving it a five, and but I could, I'm not going to go back and change the last one. It gets a five, too, but this gets a, it's like a five with, an, I don't know, a five plus. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a 17. I agree. I'm going with a 17 <laughs> as well. <laughs> But there's no way I'm giving next week's episode a five. <laughs> that should guarantee it's going to be great. There you go. Uh, so All right. All right. Well, that should do it for us. Yeah. So you guys can find Guardians of the Wills on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, thestaggeringdragon.com, and d20radio.com. Email us at stagdragpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook we always encourage you to leave us comments and feedback and let us know what you thought of Chapter 12, The Siege. The, the music siege. on this podcast is by the band Galactic Empire. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for that, and thanks for listening. We'll be back in a week or so. That's right. <laughs> with another one. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Bye-bye. And may the force of others be with you. You've been listening to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm and is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. There's no guardrail on this. Come on! 